hey, this is Trevor. Sorry, I can't come to the phone right now, but if you leave me a message, I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Hey, Trevor! It's Friday, baby. It's fucking Friday. And uh, the Colorado Avalanche may win the Stanley Cup. That That's something, yo. That's, that's historic. I'm having nostalgia enter my life again because, again, the Colorado Avalanche may win the Stanley Cup. And Trevor! It's fucking Friday, man. Call me back. Good morning. How is it going? A big round of applause for you today, man. Oh, what did I do to deserve that, man? That's so nice of you. It's sunny. Oh, my fucking tires. It's sunny, yo. For real, man. It's sunny. All, and you, all you thanks to some, me. All thanks to me. You're you welcome. You something to do it, yo. Good, good friendship uh, leads the way, and I feel as if... Uh, I feel as if you you pray to Mother Nature that you would give Kyle Bowen some sun today. I, I'm going to say that, okay? Because I'm feeling yep. good. It's hot outside, too. It's uh, it's summer. It's summer in the city of Vancouver, and uh, man... Uh, I'm feeling it. How you doing? Oh, it's gonna be a hell of a weekend too, man. I'm I'm Ooh. doing great. Uh, I was th- I was thinking before I I picked your brain on some hockey stuff. Uh, I know your sister had her high school graduation this week. High school? No, um, dude. She graduated from university. The yeah, dog. Yo, I went to Quantlin. I went. Shit. I went back to Quantlin, the place that whoa that gave birth to this friendship between you and I. So it was a trip. It was a trip, and I literally told my brother because I went in there and I spent maybe what a year and a half in there. And, and I loved all the journalism stuff that I did there. But I told Trevor the best thing. Uh, sorry, I told Kevin the best thing that came out of this school was Trevor. Trevor Beggs, yo, my friend. Hey, Trevor hey, hey, That's hey. another round of applause, man. <laughs> Straight up. I, I, didn't, I didn't get that degree. I didn't get to walk the platform. But I got a friend. Ah, okay. J School is overrated anyways. I was actually talking to uh, Whoa. Rob Williams from Daily Hive about this yesterday. And he was just, yeah, we, I, sometimes he crack jokes. Like, he'll, like, give me some feedback on an article. I'm like, yep, that's J School 101. And he always goes, like, yeah, I didn't go to J School, which yeah. I know well by now. But and now uh, he's your boss. He, he, was tell, he was telling me yesterday how he was kind of insecure about that when he first started at Daily Hive. But then he saw, like, kind of, like, the J School interns come in and how they, like, just didn't really know shit. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it got me thinking, man. Like, there's, you know, whether you finish the degree or not, like, I'm thinking of all the people I graduated with. Uh, almost none of them are working in journalism, and, and part of that's just because the industry's shit. But part of oh, that's because they just weren't cut out for it, man. Like, there's different demands when you're dealing with uh, time constraints, working in the real world. They're, and yeah, also, okay. I don't know. I, the truth. That's I don't the know truth. if you notice this in our. Yeah, I don't know if you notice this in our program too, but uh, there's a lot of introverted people, and it's like when your job is to talk to strangers and interview strangers for a living. It's like a weird profession <laughs> yeah. to be incredibly introverted in, you know? <laughs> That's true. I, I didn't think of that. I didn't think of that. And, and, yo, to be honest, a lot of people aren't cut out for it. And yeah, it's because it re- requires a lot of patience. And that's why I give you a lot of credit. So I'm going to give you another round of applause because oh, you, have found, a boner you, now. you have you have found a way to continue, continue doing what you love to do and continue to be patient. And you got married, you know? You have a kid. But you kept the dream alive. Yo, it was all a dream. Well, they just keep bumping it, yo, for real. Like, you just you just keep it Woo-hoo! going. You just keep it going. I think it's really important to uh, prioritize your dreams and your passions even when life gets difficult because sometimes that's all you have to yourself, to yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a you thing. That's a you thing, this, this vision of yours and, and what you want to do. And uh, I, I don't know where we're going to do this, but, hey, this, this year was probably 
one of the biggest years of your life professionally. Real talk, another round of applause. We're talking about Mr. Media Pass, Trevor Begsy, all right? For real, for real. Yeah, hey, Begsy, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question, okay? Cut you off, but yep. it's a big question, okay? Yep. So you're probably going to cover even more games next season. Uh, what jersey is Nazem Kadri wearing next season? <laughs> That's a great question. Uh, I haven't given this a whole lot of thought. I don't think it's an Avalanche jersey. It, no, it's just popping into my head, but I could see him going maybe to like the Natural Predators. That's just a team that, you know, they're kind of on the cusp of their window closing. Maybe they're not good enough to win, but uh, they're not bad enough to tank. They still got some talent there. They're also one of the few teams that actually has some cap space going into the offseason. Um, we don't know if they're going to lose Philippe Forsberg or not yet, but Kadri uh, could slot in and be like a pretty good. Definitely a really good second-line center, if not a first-line center there with, uh, with the Nashville Predators. So, uh, give them some good depth down the middle as well with uh, Johansson and Granlin there as well. So, yeah, I, I'm going to say the Nashville Predators. I could see uh, Najin Kondry being a big, uh, a big star in Music City. Okay, okay. I, I'm going to take a, a guess and say he's coming back to Canada. Real talk. And, uh, oh, I wow. I wouldn't be surprised if that is something that he possibly would want. Because he seems like a swaggy dude. He seems like he's a yeah. prove me wrong type of dude, you know? And I think doing something big in Canada would be important to him. Maybe, possibly. Maybe down the East, but I, I could see maybe Calgary going after him. Real, real talk. Losing Sean Damn. Monaghan. Gaudreau might not be there. They might have a little bit of space to do something big. And Calgary is built to do something big. And Kadri is an unbelievable ah. player. And, you know, we, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. And I know it's a bit far-fetched, but... You know, having Nazem Kadri, Nazem Kadri, Nazem Kadri score a game four winner in the Stanley Cup finals in overtime is huge for the league. And it's huge for the league because of the color of his skin. I'm going to say it because it's different. It's different. Nazem, yeah. Nazem, Nazem. That's the dude who scored in a league that is, well, in, in a culture, in a hockey culture that is still so so outdated it's just important to see that happen and it, it was it was huge for obvious reasons we're talking about Nazem Kadri scoring a beautiful goal in game four against Tampa Bay in overtime we're talking about a dude who's probably still playing with a broken thumb and he's a UFA at the end of the season he just came off a career high season he, just, he doesn't have to do this like he should be thinking about his career right because real talk real talk he's about to he's about to cash in his last big contract of his life and here he is risking maybe some of that for we just talked about the process with you the journey the who doesn't want to win a Stanley Cup, you know? And he's a fucking gamer. Right, but yeah, anyone, but here's anyone, the difference. anyone would love yeah. to have him on the team, straight up. He's, he's a here's the difference between a guy like here's a difference between a guy like Nazim Kadri and uh, Pierre Luc Dubois, let's say. Now I'm thinking about Nazim Kadri, and he was interviewed after the game. Now, obviously, you know he's coming back uh, way earlier than expected from the thumb injury just to uh, play for the Stanley Cup, and he said, "This is my dream. There's no way I'm missing out. I wanted yeah. to join the party." I think exactly. were his words. And I just think about, you know, a lot of these guys do work their whole fucking life to get to the Stanley Cup final, to lift the Stanley Cup. Like, for guys like you and me, that was the dream play and playing ball hockey, maybe slapping hey. on the skates at a young age, you know? And I think about that. Like, that's, that's solid motivation. A lot of guys should be programmed that way. And I think about a guy like Pierre Luc Dubois, who's already told the judge he's going to test free agency in 2023-24. And maybe I'm throwing some shade his way because maybe he doesn't see Winnipeg as a winning organization. But I, I more so see it as a guy just trying to chase the money and thinking about himself individually. And I know Mark Schaefer already talked about some fracture in that locker room. And uh, I'm kind of tying some, some strings there to uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois as well and being a little selfish. So I know hockey is a team sport at the end of the day. Uh, no matter how talented you are, 
uh, no one player is bigger than the game. And um, yeah, Kadri is showing that right now. And and just overall, I mean, I think you can have players in your dressing room think differently, aka less individually, when you are winning games and you're winning playoff series and you're doing yep. the things that you dream of, you know, because nobody really dreams of losing in the first round and not making the playoffs, you know, when you're growing up, when you don't think about the money, you're thinking about winning the Stanley Cup, you're thinking about playing meaningful games, and those are the type of things that could fix the dressing room. I just, I just heard something this morning uh, talking about the, the possibility of Blake Wheeler leaving Winnipeg as well. So a lot of th- a lot of changes yep. happening everywhere in the league, it, even with the Florida Panthers hiring Paul Maurice. It makes no fucking sense. No fucking sense. No sense. You don't think so? You know why, bro? You know uh, why? Because yeah, I okay, feel as it. if I feel as if the Florida Panthers didn't have to do that. They didn't have to ditch Andrew Brunette, Brunette who who came in in a pretty I wouldn't say like a pretty difficult situation. I, I know Joe Quinville, you know, dickhead, all, all that stuff that happened in Chicago probably kept his mouth shut. It's pretty it's pretty apparent that people in hockey in hockey when things when bad things are happening keep their mouth shut. Okay. They just focus on the ice, which is pretty stupid, not going to lie. But Andrew Burnett replaces him, and he's still able to do pretty big things with the Panthers. I know they get swept in the second round, but they got swept by the Tampa Bay Lightning. Tampa Bay's fucking sick, okay? Tampa Bay's sick. And then you replace him with Paul Maurice? Paul Maurice? Come on, dude. Overrated. Overrated, bro. Straight up, the dude is probably, you know, definitely he's a great interview. Uh, whether it be like a, a press conference or, you know, a one-on-one little interview with TSN Sports. And it's great. I can only imagine how great he is in, a, in an office when he's looking for a job. He could probably probably sell you on a lot of things. And he, that's probably why he gets you the job. But I just feel as if it's kind of backwards. I just don't get how the same motherfuckers always get hired. And it, did this switch kind of have to happen? I don't know. Yeah, I have a bit more of a positive point of view. But it's obviously wait and see. I mean, for Florida, they're in their window now. They're going to have some... Uh, big contract, no Barkov extension kicks in this, uh, next season. Cubero is going to get a big extension the year after. Uh, they're absolutely in their window now. And, you know, they have more intel on Brunette than anybody else. And if they don't feel like Brunette's the guy, um, you got to make a change. And, you know, I, they were great during the regular season. They dominated. But there's a different pressure in the playoffs. And for one, they almost choked against the Washington Capitals. Uh, they kind of pulled that one out of their ass with a game four overtime win. Um, and then, yeah, they just did Bro. not look like they were even in the same league as Tampa Bay. So I don't know. I don't about know. That. I, I don't. I don't hate. Uh, I don't hate the decision to hire Paul Maurice, but uh, I'm wait, I'll wait to be proven wrong. I actually, I still want to see Florida fail because fuck that franchise yeah. <laughs> and a pathetic fan base. So, oh, uh, I like. Damn. I like this. I like this for Florida. I'll say this about the Washington series. I, I don't want to spend too much time on the Florida Panthers this morning, but it's hard to win. It's hard to win in the playoffs, and they, they still won. They still won, what, six games? They still got it done. They still got it done, and then you get swept by Tampa. It is what it is. I, again, I don't know if the change has to be necessary for Paul Maurice, but you did bring up a good point, you know. Uh, they are in such a tight window with, you know, the salary cap and all, all these things doing, uh, all these things happening, I'm sorry, that maybe, like, a change like this, a pivotal one, something that's kind of out of nowhere is something that takes them over the top. I mean, I could... I'm not going to compare them, but it kind of... You remember when DeMar DeRozan got traded for Kawhi Leonard? <laughs> and, like, just something yeah. random happened. Again, Paul Maurice, Kawhi yeah. Leonard, I don't know. Just, yeah. What, what do I know? I'm that just, was just, an interesting parallel yeah. right there, man. Yeah. Yo, you smoke one this morning or what? No, no you smoke no, one without I, me? Uh, yeah, no, no, not this morning. Yeah, I can't I can't smoke and read it. Right now I'm reading uh, uh, that book. It was all a dream written by a dude named Justin okay. about 
uh, Big, and it's uh, it's big, man. It's big. I can't I can't wait to finish it. I'm really honed in on this reading thing right now, and uh, I'm honed in on this friendship with Trevor Bags, man. Honestly, bro, we live in life, yeah, man. Buddy. Okay, okay. Tell me more about the weekend. Tell me more about life before you get off the phone. I know you're about to uh, enter your Friday shift right now. Uh, how's life, yeah, man? I'm- Anything new? Yeah. Getting close to it. I actually have uh, two more things I wanted to run okay, by you go first. Ahead, go uh, ahead. I mean, the, w- the weekend's going to be beautiful, sunny. I got my cousin's wedding Saturday. Uh, my dad's sick. Uh, my baby's sick. So me and my mom oh. going to like a mom Sunday. So that's going to be awesome, man. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, get well mom, soon. Get well mom soon. time at the wedding. Yeah, yeah. No, my dad's not even that sick. I just don't think he wants to go to the wedding. Yeah, Another yeah. story. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so what? what are, uh, the weekend's going to be good, man. Uh, two questions for you. Is Nazim Kadri lifting the cup tonight? I think... They aren't. I, I I can't. I think they're gonna do it like in Game Six. I just feel as if uh, it's hard to just bet against Tampa right now. Like I know they're down three one, but I just can't see them losing in five games. I can't do it. Can't do yeah. it. Can't say. Neither, it. Yeah, same here. I mean, I I said the same about Edmonton and Calgary. I did not think that series was gonna end in five games, and I th- I think when I I think logically. I do believe that Tampa Bay is going to win tonight and push it to at least six games. It's, like you said, it just doesn't seem like Carbs going to win this in five. That being said, they have looked way better than Tampa Bay in three of the four games so far. Like They deserve to win yeah. those three games that they won. And um, I think they slowly took over game four after a pretty slow start. And McKinnon, I think, maybe exaggerated in his post-game interviews. Like we, we dominated them for 50 or 55 minutes of the game tonight. Um, I guess if he's including overtime, maybe he's right. But uh, <laughs> I felt like it was a bit of an exaggeration. But that being said, Colorado was the far better team in game four. Mm-hmm. Um, so so we'll see. And, you know, they got home ice. They're probably motivated to lift that cup on home ice. Oh, yeah. Um, it's it, going to be a good game tonight. I'll stop there because you made a good point. Uh, they're probably motivated to win out on home ice. And I think that's the obvious thing to say, but we're talking about a pretty, can I say it, historic franchise. It's a big moment in Colorado right now because they have had a history of winning in the past, and why not do it again on home ice? You know, you're looking at their general manager, probably my favorite hockey player of all time. Well, second, I guess. I would put Connor McDavid actually as my favorite hockey player of all time, but number two is Joe Sackick, and uh, he's a fucking winner, and it would be a spectacle to see uh, the state of Denver, the city of Colorado, watch the Avalanche win a Stanley Cup. Again, a pretty historic franchise. Could see that happening tonight. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I, I hope it happens. I, again, I do got 20 bucks in Colorado. Uh, I haven't tripped my buddy yet because I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. Yeah. But uh, I'll see how it goes. Uh, the other thing I want to run by you before I let you go is, uh, yo, give, me, give me one of your like best memories from university, man. Best memories from university. Yo, to be honest, man, I, it's not... I don't want to sound as if I'm shit-talking Quatlin or KPU because, A, my sister just graduated from there, and I'm, I'm damn sure a lot of brilliant people have graduated from that school in Newton. You know, real talk. Real talk. I know. But when I walked into that building, straight up, Trevor, I'm not even trying to suck up to you. I don't have, like, grand memories, okay? I just have memories of you. Straight up. I met Trevor there. Oh, Life thanks, is good. Buddy. Life is good. I know. It sounds super cheesy. That being said, I do have that memory of cheating on a final exam. And I'm pretty sure I cheated, with you. I cheated with you. There you go. You're yeah. there again. Me and yeah. you straight up <laughs> opened up the computers during a final exam and, and got the job done in community journalism. Yeah, I think that was Chad Skelton's class, right? Yeah, it was. It was. Skelton, yeah. Yeah, good guy, yeah. Good guy. yeah I, remember, I remember cheating on my first exam and then my last exam was like 
an essay we had to write, and I was like cracking beers in the back of the classroom. So those those are my first and last exams in university. Oh, beautiful man, beautiful man. Uh, good beautiful. Times, man. Good yeah, times. so I don't have a lot of uh, crazy memories from KPU. The cafe, the food at the cafe man. was pretty good, and the Tim Hortons lineup was always a lineup. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll share one with you before I go. Okay. I might have told you this before, but uh, I remember me and Isabella were just like joking around one day, and she had some some Molly in her backpack, <laughs> and she's like <laughs> she's like. I dare you, and we're in class, like, I dare you to do one of these right now. And I was like, yeah, sure, no problem. And she, I guess she expected me to say no, like, what the fuck? I was like, yeah, well, let's do it. And she's like, wait, what? And I was like, yeah, let's, let's pop right now, let's go. And she's like, seriously? I was like, yeah. And she's like, okay, next week. <laughs> <laughs> so then we went to the same class the following week, and we popped, like, during, uh, like, an hour before class. No. We were, like, laughing and having a good time. And then we went to class. I just remember just like laughing the whole time because like Isabella just like couldn't stop getting into debates with teachers while she was like high on Molly, <laughs> and like she's very articulate. Like she wasn't like obviously fucking high, but I remember just like laughing so hard and like tried not to laugh my ass off, man. As she just like debates teachers fucking rolling. Uh, why you guys yeah, doing why, why you guys doing Molly in class, dude? You something else, bro. You something else, and it's so crazy because <laughs> in the beginning of the program we talked about how. You know, very few people who finish journalism school are still journalists. And here you are, Pop and Molly, during the program and still a journalist and still living the life. Uh, congratulations, Trevor, on all your success. And Begsy, Begsy, it's still a dream, you know? It's still a dream. I think when you're, when you're on your deathbed 97 years from now, then you can say, you know, it was all a dream because you lived a very dreamlike life straight up. Yeah, man, life's, life's been good to me so far. You know, it's uh, I got less exciting stories in fatherhood, but uh, my little girl's a gem, so you got the uh, best. You come. got the best stories from fatherhood, man. That's what life's all about. Okay, enjoy, enjoy your, uh, <laughs> enjoy your life today, man, and, and get well soon to your yeah. daughter. Straight up. Yeah, thanks, bro. If I don't see you on the weekend, I'll talk to you Monday. Oh yeah, you gotta come tomorrow. Okay, bring the family. Peace.